Hello, I'm Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 57 of How, How Married, Married Are, Are You? you? Alright, so we are the Henry family, and we, uh, it's my wife and I, this is Yvette, she goes by Mrs. Melanin, I'm Belief. I go by Yvette. I'm Glenn, but then I go by Belief, so whatever. Uh, yeah, but we make videos on YouTube, uh, on a channel called Belief in Fatherhood, and, uh, this is our sister channel, How Married Are You? This is where we kind of, we kind of, you know hash out some of the things that we are discovering as as married folk parents and all those things and um yeah we've been doing this for like four years we've been married nine um it'll be 10 in august and we are very committed to being the proof not the example so as you bring some of your issues here uh we're also going to bring our issues here you know and uh just gonna talk through these things very fluidly. So, uh, we do this segment because we have four children called Chocolate Baby Storytime. Are you ready? All right, Chocolate Baby Storytime. You go. Okay. Are you going to end with a happy story? Because mine is kind of whack. I don't know. Um, so today, you know, I made dinner for my children and all that good stuff. And per usual, Uriah wanted more food. I got a Uriah story too. Go ahead. So Uriah wanted more food. I made him more food. He, like, I asked him for his plate so I could put more food on his plate. I finished making his plate and then I put it on the counter for him to grab. But instead of saying, Uriah, I said Theo, but Theo was like, Uriah, mom, right? But this all happens, right? Then Uzi is fussy because he wants to eat. I take him upstairs to nurse him because I can tell that he's tired as well. And so I'm upstairs nursing my son. And my other son comes upstairs, looks at me and says, are you kidding me? in that tone <laughs> I look at him and I say excuse me and he goes I said I wanted more food and he's getting really emotional like he's like hurt that I didn't make him another plate and I said you get over here now I gr mm. Mm. this was when like self-control completely took over because all I really wanted to do was take out all my motherly frustrations on that child at that moment in time but I'm like are you serious like I just I haven't even eaten dinner myself at this point I just made you not just one plate but two plates and now I'm trying to feed this other child over here who really can't even communicate to me the fact that he's hungry other than crying yeah and so you come up here and you take that tone with me like are you kidding and that's exactly what I said I said are you kidding me like I turned it back on him and then I explained to him that his plate was probably where I left it on the counter yeah and I, I I held on to him very strongly. I'm not going to front. But I didn't, like, hit him. But I was just, like, after he walked. And then he tried. And then I was, like, oh, he didn't. He wasn't very apologetic at all. Oh, well, that's not him. So, listen. No, listen. So, I was, like, 
I basically addressed the tone and I said, you need to apologize to me. And he tried to apologize and you know me, I can't accept the apology right then and there. I'm like, no, you need to come back and apologize to me when you are genuinely sorry. And so um, he leaves out of the room, he goes back downstairs, he finds his plate. Then moments later, he comes back upstairs smacking on the food that I had made him. He goes, mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, I accept your apology. But ugh, I just feel like it's moments like that that I'm like, am I doing a good job to where my kids feel like they can like take this type of tone with me? Like between him doing that and Anaya always yelling at me without saying please and feel just all as entitled as I don't know what. I'm just like, Lord have mercy. And Uzi just smacking on my tits and stuff. Sorry, I know this is PG or I don't know what. Yeah, we don't get it. But yeah, I'm just... I was just so upset. I just wanted to walk away, like walk out the front door. Yeah. By myself, with no child at all. Yeah, Uriah has issues apologizing. Um, I, he did something today that um, really made me, uh, I just, I had like a glitch. You know what I'm saying? Like you ever just kind of like, uh oh. <laughs> It's like, uh-oh, I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh-oh. Wait a minute. Yeah, like, uh, I don't think I can control this. <laughs> so Uriah has a thing about, he. so Uzi has one of these bouncers, and he's always putting his oh. weight on the bouncers. Mm. And he's putting his weight on the bouncer while Uzi's in it. And mm. so all he does he he basically puts all his weight on the bouncer and flings uzi forward uzi then goes outside of the bouncer and he lands on his face which could be a sign of our parenting we should have probably had a child buckled we in. should have had him buckled in but even still i don't know how many times i told this fool <laughs> don't have your freaking body on the freaking thing all the time i tell him this mm -hmm. all the time i'm always saying this and the baby was laying face down, crying. He know he was hurt because it took him forever to console. Yeah. And I was like, you need to go away. And he went upstairs in his room. And then I looked at you and I was like, so what do I do here? Because <laughs> I really want retribution. Like, I really want revenge. And um, because I was like, how, how, how? And the thing is when uzi fell you heard the thump mm -hmm. and when i walked and the over is, there i didn't even realize i was hearing the thump until you reacted no 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 forget that i walked over there and raya's like <gasps> trying to pick him up before i can see him oh so i just wanted to kick him <laughs> <laughs> get away from my baby oh no now this is the second time uriah has seriously hurt an infant or maybe the fourth or fifth but one of my children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm And like, you be getting protective over your children. Of course. I know, but I'm like I'm trying Raya to think is of a so time rough. when you've had to defend Raya because of the other kids. Like I'm Never. Trying to think Raya of is the thing. most he's not gentle. Mm -hmm. He's the least gentle of all of them. Mm -hmm. Um and so I take him upstairs and he's hiding under his bed, right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so he's not hiding, but he's just in his like little cozy spot or whatever. So I'm like, 
come here, Ryan. And he was like, am I going to take a bath? I was like, no. What? Because I had said I was going to take oh, a bath. Oh, yeah. Give him a bath. And I was like, nah, man. So what happened? And he told me, he was like, and I was like, how do you feel? And I'm like trying to like mm-hmm. talk him through this process because I want to know what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how do you feel? And he's like, I'm mad. And I'm like, why are you upset? He's like, because I had to go to my room. And I'm like. You sound like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he sounds like. <laughs> because I had to. Shut up. You don't know what Michael Jackson sounds like. It reminds me of that one video where he was shopping at the oh, store. Yeah. It sounded and just two like, of those? Yeah. And one of these? And did we get these? <laughs> Yoo-hoo! <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, I'm like, Raya, what happened? And he, he didn't like, he just like, I already told you what happened. And I'm like, I know you told me, but I want to know what you were thinking. Like, why did you do that? I always tell you not to put your body weight on there. He was like, I didn't. I just was leaning on it. I said, well, that's your weight. Like, you can't do that. I said, you were very, you're not gentle with your brothers or your sister. And I don't like it. You need to be more gentle. And I was like, what are you going to do differently? He was like, you already know. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, Lord. Yeah, man. And it's like, oh. You know, I think the ancestors inside of me <laughs> are like, it's like, they're all like pulling out their switch. Like, I give you full right <laughs> to beat this child. And I'm like, man, self-control. Because like, really right. though? Yeah, self-control. So I just was like, man, you know, like you need to be more careful and I don't really trust you around my children. Mm. And I was like, that's, that's, do you want me not to trust you? He was like, no. And so I was like, I need you to go say sorry to Uzi. And then he was like, Uzi can't talk. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care if he can talk. You can go say sorry. So he went downstairs and I made him apologize um, again because no one heard him say sorry. Mm-mm. But man, Mm-mm. that child. Mm-hmm. I guess next story will be Ryan Bowes. It's going to be a long series. It will because I have another Uriah Bo story. Okay, well, we can do that next podcast. I know, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and uh, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for words of affirmation. Do I have a voice? You have a voice, babe. <laughs> um, words of affirmation is an opportunity for you guys to let us know what it is that keeps you listening to this podcast they can be in the form we we really enjoy it when we get to hear your voice so if you call in and leave a voicemail at our google voice which is 760-335-6643 again that's 760-335-6643 you can call us and leave a voicemail there or you can um, go over to our instagram account how married are you and send us a voice memo via the direct messages or you can just go down to the show notes below and click the link and leave us a voicemail at the anchor um app and that's not the only way if you do not want to record your voice and you'd like to leave us words of affirmation you can also go and review us on whatever podcast app podcast app you listen to us on we love to read those and see um, how you guys are digging this and yeah. how you respond to the episodes. And um, make sure you, while you're there, you leave a five-star rating. 
All right. And now we're going to hop into these words of affirmation. Thank you guys so much for just being so vulnerable with your lives, with your family, with your love, and just for us to see it. Um, I've, I've been around since Believe in Fatherhood with Theo and you're right, we're just babies and fighting it. I just, I love you guys. Um, I, I think that you guys are doing an amazing job. Just seeing you guys prosper on this platform is just amazing. So keep up the good work and may God cover you guys. Hey guys, Belief here from Belief in Fatherhood and How Married Are You? And I know you're sitting here like, what is happening to my podcast? But I want to let you know that we finally have our first sponsors for the How Married Are You podcast. And this episode is brought to you by The Bible Study, the easy way to study the word. Grow deeper in your faith and experience God using the Bible study by Zach Wendall. I met Zach Wendall a few months back. We sat down over breakfast and he told me all about how the Bible study was transforming the lives of people who wanted to know more about God and the word of God. Finally, you can study the Bible without feeling overwhelmed. What's included? A daily and weekly guide that walks you through the word, growing you as a Christian and transforming your heart and mind in the process. Also, in-depth questions that help you strengthen your relationship with God, yourself and others. Colorful and engaging pages to draw you in and create excitement for studying the Bible and connecting with God. Now, this is all hearsay for me because I actually gave my only copy away to a friend of ours, but I'm ordering another one today, getting 10% off using the coupon code HMAY for How Married Are You? That's HMAY. Yo, big shout out to our sponsor, uh, The Bible Study, um, thebrandsunday.com. You can pick up The Bible Study. I have just started going through the one year plan with The Bible Study. Um, and basically it's a workbook that pairs with your Bible and it helps you get through the Bible in a year, uh, in a very unique order that is chronological. Um, and so, uh, if you guys want to go through that, I think it is amazing. Um, shout out to Zach Wendell, who is uh, sponsoring this podcast and the Bible study. Um, and yeah, I just think it's super valuable if you are new to the faith, if you are even older to the faith um, and you just kind of want to restart and get that consistency in the word um, the way it's laid out is beautiful in all those things so yes the brand sunday.com use the use the coupon code h-m-a-y that's h-m-a-y for how married are you and that'll go ahead and get you uh 10% off so uh it is tuesday i want to um go back because i've been getting tagged in i think it's only been a couple but if you do go ahead and buy the um, the Bible study, tag us. Let us know you got it. Yeah. Yeah. We want to see how you guys are uh, moving along with it. And um, I really just started, like, picking it up and, you know, going through it. But I think it's amazing. Uh, yeah. And the clothes are dope, too. I have mm -hmm. my Sunday sweatpants. I wore those in the Patreon uh, video from last week when I did we did the meal prep. Mm -hmm. It was super dope. Um, I, they're really comfortable, and I can't wait to get some more gear. So I'm using the, the coupon code, so I hope you're using it too. And when you support our sponsors, you help us out. So make sure you continue to do that. So today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Yeah, and so we kind of tackle a dilemma or something that other people are going through. Uh, people from the wedding party uh, yeah. send us, uh, you know, messages or uh, emails or, or, or comments, and we try to attack those and, and give that as much love and attention as possible to help you guys on, along your journey. All right, so we have a message here uh, that you guys are going to check out right now. This is 
my question. So I um, am a single woman in my 20s, in my late 20s, and I am desiring to be married. Um, I've done a lot of self-work, and I have done everything that I can do to just continue to live a purpose-driven life and go towards where God wants me to go. Um, but I would like to share that with someone else. And I was wondering, um, do you believe that God writes love stories? Um, I, I'm learning about being equally yoked and from past relationships. It always hasn't looked like that. But I wonder from Bible studies and just in general from hearing other people speak about relationships, I wonder if God has written their love story and like, how does that look rather than finding yourself doing what you want to do in a relationship? Um, I hope this makes sense. But I definitely would love to know if you all believe that God has written your love story and, um, like, what is your advice around knowing if God is writing your love story? Thank you again, and I really hope that this makes sense for everyone that's listening. Have a great one. Bye-bye. So, does God did God write your love story? He did. Okay, how so? Because there's no way I should be with. I should have. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! I don't. I, I probably could have said it in a better way, but I mean, I still don't know how this happened. Yeah, I mean, for words of affirmation <laughs> being your love language, you're trash at it. <laughs> I mean, because this, I don't know how this happened right here, Jesus. Uh, no, I just mean like my my um my patterns, like the pattern the pattern in the way that I make decisions just doesn't lead to me choosing a man like you. Mm, mm, a guy mm, like mm. you. You was fine and sexy, but you I was like not to you. Let's <laughs> let's just get it all right. It doesn't matter what you where you are now. I love you so much. Yeah. Um. Thanks, babe. Love you too. Um. And that's the only reason, cause um, <laughs> only God can put handsome glasses. <laughs> what? Over. You know. Oh, a rough like looking, a lens. Yeah, rose colored lenses, whatever you had. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think. I think that God. Um, orchestrated our unity. Mm. Okay, now. Okay, so I feel like that because they were... choice of words. Yeah, because I feel like they were particular... Like, we could have gotten together way before we got mm. together. Yeah. And I believe if we would have, it would have been ruined. Mm. Ruined. Why? Well, I think that... I don't know if I... I mean, you think I was legalistic when we got together. I was way more legalistic before that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I also think that your standards for men were a lot higher in a different type of way. Like, you thought you were going to meet someone in college or who was in school, I'm sure. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. someone who's just kind of like staying up late DJing you know what I'm saying like just doesn't make sense mm -mm. Um, I did have a job though during that time mm -hmm. you know when we got to when we first met uh, I don't know I think just the way you were focused on school and the things that you were about I don't know if you know we would have been able to like really last 
flourish. Endure. Endure. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting that our fathers work together. Yeah. There's like a lot of things that we haven't shared with people on the podcast. So yeah. Our fathers work together. Our fathers work together. And when Glenn was working at the men's warehouse, he like. I met your dad. Met my dad. Helped him with a tuxedo. And my dad remembered him. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah. And so there's little things like that. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like you, I just feel like we're kind of like perfect for each other in a very interesting way. Like I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, now that I'm like, I can't see myself with anyone else or it's like because we're together, I can't see myself with anyone else, you know? What are you, what are you looking at me like that for? Like you have something to say. I'm just smiling. It's a peculiar. It, I think I think it's peculiar because, um, though, like, like I don't. I still think I came up regardless. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. like, I don't know many women who are willing to like invest in potential. Mm -hmm. You know. Or risk the investment. Yeah, I just don't know. Because there are a lot of men, or there's a lot of people, not just men, but there's a lot of people who have potential and don't reach that potential, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, when I say, you know, God orchestrated our connection, I feel like, you know, even the fact that the only thing that was attractive about me was my relationship with the Lord, you know what I mean? And my fervor for God. and That's not necessarily true, but okay. I mean, that was like what, it was the main that was solidified, that was, yeah. you, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I just think I don't know. I just feel like we have, you know, since we got together, there's been a lot of people who say like, "Man, I can't wait to see what God does through your your relationship." Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I didn't really understand that, mm -hmm. but um, now I'm starting to understand. Of course I am now because I'm just seeing so much fruit. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel very like challenged to like glorify God with our relationship, you know, now and in the long run. Um, and so I think God writes. I think God creates outlines. <laughs> I don't know if he writes love yeah, stories. That's a really good point. You know, like I think he gives you like bullet points and saying, listen, mm -hmm. you can do this. You can go this route and these are all the things. And then this route and these are all the things. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know if I wouldn't have met you or I would have been someone else. It would have been God's fault. It would have been my decision. Mm. So I wouldn't, when you say, does God write love stories? You know, I often think of, you know, God being to blame for a good decision or mm. bad. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and he gives us choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it could have went another way several different times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. uh, with you or me. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that's what I think. Yeah, I actually, yeah. Now that you put it that way, I don't think that he necessarily wrote. Our love story, because I do believe that the Lord gives us an opportunity to choose 
along the way and he does set guidelines as far as you know this is the biblical way to do or this is you know um, this is what I have for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting because if we would have, like, had sex before marriage, our love story would be different. You know? Hmm. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, actually, but yeah. I think it would be totally different. Mm hmm I don't think it would have happened, but... It would have been different. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Next dilemma. Next dilemma. It's an email, y'all. It's an email. Okay. The title of the email is, He Taught Me How to Go Ghost. The heck? Okay. Right, I'm going to put my joint on mute because I'm about to say some stuff. Okay, wait, though. Um. So, this email gives a lot of information, so I might have to edit some stuff out to like protect people's identities but oh, this I person, universities yeah and everything churches and everything oh man <laughs> so all the tea <laughs> here we go hi belief and yvette oh my gosh man how exciting to be able to receive advice from you guys you're so sweet um i have been following belief since the dream junkies and met them one at uh and then they named church and state we won't go there. It's all coming back to me. Do you really? Do you remember this person? Uh-huh. I, well, I remember that place. Oh, okay. For sure. I am just going to tell you about the guy who I have always had my eyes on since day one. Three exclamation marks, y'all. I'll call him Ghost because that is literally what he does when he gets gets upset. If you're a fan <laughs> of power, this is too triggering. I right? know. Don't do this to me. Babe. I totally thought that. I'm a power fanatic, guys. When? Anyway. Oh, man. So funny. What are you doing? Okay. We have known each other for nine years. We went to blank university together and through a small group was able to connect briefly. Well, life goes on and anytime we have tried to connect to express interests, either I was in a relationship or he was in a relationship. Our opportunity finally presented itself and we were able to date. Our first round in dating did not work out as best as we thought it would, so we parted ways. Years later, we have been given the opportunity to pursue each other again, but now with more wisdom and insight, well, at least on my end. My issue with him is that at any moment, and I mean any moment, all caps, he feels he has failed, life is too hard for him, whatever the excuse is, he disappears will block me from social media, doesn't speak to me for months until he feels ready to. Whenever he comes back to reconcile, we talk everything out and figure out ways to move forward until hard times come and he repeats the same cycle. It has been, it has happened at least four times. And every time I always have my arms and heart wide open for him because I loved him. Well, I have had enough. I deserve better and I have some severed all ties with this gentleman and have been happy. I'm taking my time to heal and just be loved on through my family and my community. Ghost has reached out a few times since then, but I have ignored them all. Here is the catch. I am pregnant. I have not told him myself, but word has gotten around and by now he knows that we are having a baby. I do not care to engage him. This is not a typical withholding of information or withholding the child when he or she gets here etc. It is simply a matter of getting through the pregnancy in the healthiest way I can to deliver a healthy baby into this world, period. 
After our baby is born, I am willing to allow him to participate in our baby's life without any romantic background on my end. How or what would it look like to establish healthy boundaries for the protection of my heart without demeaning him or making him feel less of a parent because I do not respect him anymore? I have seen far too many instances where the mother does not respect the father and it somehow gives the child permission to do the same. I do not want that to be this case at all. I am afraid that through... <laughs> if you're listening, Glenn is sinking seats. <laughs> I am afraid... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not done. You're not done. I'm not done. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I am afraid. <laughs> I am afraid that through his failures as a parent or in life or whatever comes his way, he will deem that as enough of a reason. Get up. <laughs> enough of a reason to disappear again. It is one thing to do it to me. I'm afraid he will repeat these actions with our child. Any advice or thoughts? Lord, have mercification. <sighs> well, you obviously have some reactions. Are you triggered? Mm, man, I'm just—I just want to go to sleep after that. <laughs> Good Lord, what's wrong with you, boy? Oh man, this whole situation is icky. It's rough. Mm. It's rough. Oh, it's so rough. Because I don't know. Like I understand. Like. Okay, wait, let me just read that one part. Here's a catch. I'm pregnant. I have not told him. I do not care to engage him. This is not typical withholding. Like, how important is it for you? Because you, okay, I don't even know where you want to start. Where do you want to start? With the pregnancy or with the ghosting or? Oh, we beyond the ghosting. The ghosting yeah, is. Yeah, the ghosting is kind of just over. You know, the ghosting is, uh, you know, that's a disqualifier. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's very simple. You know, we could drag it out, but it's very simple. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm curious because um, she's saying that she, like, he's heard about the pregnancy. So he obviously knows that this child is his. I think it's kind of lame to, like, not tell him that this child is his or whatever. Like, have a face-to-face -face conversation. But as far as her wanting to, to protect herself and make sure she's able to have, like, a healthy pregnancy... I totally respect that. But I'm wondering, like, how important was it for you to be around for me while I was pregnant? I mean, like, you had no choice because you married and you live in my house or we live in the same house. But, like... Well, who else was going to go get you lamppost pizza <laughs> <laughs> at 9 o'clock at night? Don't be telling people. That's giving away information. All right. Well, listen, I'm just saying how important was it for me? I mean, it's very important. I love you. You're my wife. I want you to be... Okay, I'm a sense of hopefully. I mean, I know I'm annoying sometimes, but I, hopefully, I'm a, I'm a sense of peace and resource or whatever during those times when you're pregnant mm -hmm. and you're going through those different things and you're you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you're just talking. <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. But as like for you, do you feel like you were able to connect to the babies to their children? while I was pregnant like mm. like is she withholding connection is she, from... is she depriving him of something yeah um you know I don't think that 
I think she's, I mean, it's so sticky because I do think that it, there is a level of connection that is like, man, this could really like help this man grow mm. because of like this force for him to grow up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a baby coming, but at the same time, watching the baby grow too. Yeah. Like he could be a part of the process. Like mm -hmm. that is really, really, really dope and significant for a man. However, if you disqualify yourself because you're childish, um, she has to protect the vessel. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like she has a right to make sure that all things around the energy around the baby, mm -hmm. all those things, what she's dealing with, you know, uh, during the pregnancy, the type of thing she's allowing to get, in, get into her, you know, mental capacity. Mm -hmm. She has to protect herself, mm -hmm. protect your life. Like, you know, that's, that's really what it is. Um, I don't think he, I think he should know he has a baby on the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I think that is important. Hey, dog, just want to let you know, don't come over, don't call, don't text. I don't want to see you, but you have a baby on the way. Mm -hmm. I'm pregnant. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure it's yours or whatever the situation is. And... You know, I would prepare, I would get your monies together and get your life together so that you understand that you have something coming for you mm -hmm. that's really going to change your life. But I really don't want anything to do with you because I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. You can't stick around, mm -hmm. you know. Um, like, I don't want anything to do with you, but I do want you to be a part of this child's life. Yeah. Um, but I don't want you to come and see me. Mm -hmm. And you have no rights to know anything about the baby mm -hmm. right at this point. Mm -hmm. um, because they are not a unit. Uh, however, putting myself in that man's shoes, which apparently are invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always laugh at you. <laughs> um, I would be very, very, very hurt mm. if I found out that you, my, you or my girlfriend or whatever, or someone, you know what I'm saying? Like I had a baby on the way and I had no clue and I just found out, I would feel like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I'm probably a terrible boyfriend, but I'll be a great dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, wow. Interesting. I, I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Now, just because he goes like, the dude seemed like he has some serious issues, like passive aggressiveness. He seems like he got like a, you know, like a, like just, he doesn't like conflict. Um, he feels like he doesn't have a lot. He doesn't have a lot of accountability if he's just willing to dip off on somebody like that. Um, yeah, I don't know this man this is one, from one person's perspective. You know, he could just be like, man, like. I don't like being clung to like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't like that dependence on me so much. Mm. Um, and that's all good, you know. But when you got a baby on the way, it's different. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's really important to choose well. Indeed. Um, all right. What, where are we at with this? I mean, <laughs> she just asked if we have any advice or thoughts. And so I definitely, um, I think we both would agree that it's definitely important for you to 
set yourself up for a pregnancy where you are going to be able to, um, I don't want to, I don't know if the word is thrive, but to really like protect your vessel, like make sure that you are preparing your body for what it's about to endure. Yes. Because birth is like not just a, it's not, it's not a, it's a pretty big deal. Like it really does take the 10 months that you are holding, carrying that baby to prepare your heart and your mind for what you're about to do or what you're about to experience. And so, um, I definitely value protecting that mental space and just your body as a whole, because it's a lot. Yeah. And if you feel like that gentleman is going to, um, compromise that in any way then i think you have every right to protect yourself from that yeah but at the same time congratulations yes you're about to be a mama that is awesome yes it is man yes it is um one thing i would do congratulations he's about to be a father he's about to be a father he don't know yet he don't know what's going on but what i do is i turn him into like a uber eats type situation so if you ever (laughs) (laughs) you ever want something you know, you feed him for something or whatever, just be oh like, just send him a list <laughs> and tell him when to drop it off. Yeah. And that's it. You know what I mean? You know, text me when you dropped it off and I'll open the door, you know. <laughs> um, I would do that, you know, because, you know what I'm saying? He ain't really doing nothing, so make him work for something. <laughs> that's what I'd say. Um, but it seems like you, you've kind of come at your wits in and I totally understand that. Yeah. Babe, how married are you? <sighs> Um, I'm so married that the other day when you were um, preparing your meals, I made your chicken for you in the Instapot. You did? Yeah. Not this week, but, you know, the week before. Oh, when we recorded it. (laughs) That's what you're talking about? Uh, Did we record it? Uh, Zach was here. Oh, Zach was here. Uh Yeah, babe. That was very nice of you. Thank you. You're welcome. How married are you? Um, I'm so married that I, uh, I, I've been kind of doing a little bit more than I said I would do. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, that was a pity, like, but I have, like I told you where I, I was willing to like help out and I've been doing more than that. And so, yeah, yeah, that's it. No. And <laughs> wait, wait, is that not good? No, that's great, babe. Uh, next episode, we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about something real. We're gonna talk about how happy wife, happy life ain't a real thing. And that's, that's just, just how married, married we are. We are.